You are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a weekly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengemel. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth and keeping wealth local. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series on Monday nights at 7 p.m. held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I'm having a discussion with Joseph Scaris, a mortgage ind- industry professional with Lending One, about the loan programs and options available to aspiring developers seeking rehab properties. I hope you enjoy the conversation and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com media. And uh, Joseph Scaris is a major mortgage industry professional who is committed to helping his clients and he has more than 20 years of successful experience in sales origination. Joseph continues his work in the private lending industry and has built a career as a talented and reliable business development manager at Lending One. He brings expertise, knowledge, and uses in-depth knowledge of the mortgage process to ensure his clients have the best mortgage possible to fit their financial and life goals. With a proven track record of getting the job done, Joe takes great pride in making the loan process as easy and stress-free as possible for every one of his clients, and hopefully he's going to do that for some jump starters tonight, and uh, it's great to have him with us. Uh, how's it going, Joe? Going fantastic, Derek. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, well, I, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to your, your introduction or, or things people should know about you up front, but uh, otherwise... Well, can... a little bit about, maybe a little bit about Lending One real quick. Lending One is uh, was recently acquired by Blackstone Capital, which is one of the largest hedge funds in the private lending uh, market and investing piece in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the acquisition was in the third quarter. Uh, I was brought in as part of that. Um, I was recruited out of regional banking from First Trust Bank. I've been really with regional banks for the past 20 plus years doing resident, residential slash commercial lending, construction financing. So uh, lending one was a good good fit, becoming a regional development manager covering the Northeast. Um, but I'm pretty much I'm licensed in all 50 states uh, to provide uh, financing in one scenario or another for one through four units, residential and or multifamily units as well. Great. Additional background. Yeah. So, and I always like to ask our guests, uh, are you a developer yourself? Have you taken on any of your own projects? I took a couple of years off from a brief uh, injury and uh, I'm going to be getting back into it as the market corrects itself uh, this year. Uh, So I've assembled my team and we're evaluating markets. So really, since I'm traveling so much from market to market, I'm actually evaluating not just for my clients, but also for myself. Mm -hmm. I've picked a few uh, markets that I think I really like. Uh, one of them is not Philadelphia, uh, but um, I think I'm going to hone in on that a little bit more in the next uh, couple months as the market starts showing some distressed sales and some short sales and uh, workouts by law firms. And I think uh, inventory is going to increase. Rates are going to move up on the, on the residential side. 
meaning first time home buyers, secondary home buyers are going to have a little harder time uh, acquiring homes for themselves. Okay. Yeah. And that, well, that's great to hear you're, you have some development experience. It's like you, you see both sides of the coin, both as a lender and a developer. Um, so I'm sure that that gives you a great advantage in, in discussing this with us. Um, so lending one, as I understand it, is a private and hard money lender. Um, or, or am I wrong about that? I'm already- no, no, we're, we're not a hard money lender. We are one of the largest private lenders in the industry in private lending. Private lending has created its own lane. And it's, it's okay because most people don't know there's actually a true difference now between hard money lenders and private lenders. It's, it's a completely different lane. Private lending is supported one completely by hedge funds and Wall Street. Okay. The money is a lot less expensive, moves a lot quicker, and it's much more of a strategy in private lending than more of hitting you with high costs on the hard money side. Okay. Hard money is, is really more strategic toward a specific deal. We're looking and strategizing for the client overall for them to become operational and, and, and scale up. So, Do I have this backwards or am I right about... All, all private money, excuse me, all hard money is private money, but not all private money is hard money. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Good way to look at it. Actually, it's, a, it's actually a very savvy way to look at where, you know, most hard money has gotten a lot of softer on cost uh, of interest rates and origination, but you're still high, seeing high double, a single digit or low double digit and originate, high origination between two and four points on the hard money side where private lending I'm charging anywhere between only one and one and a half on origination. My rates vary depending on whether it's a, a rental refi or purchase, mm-hmm. if it's a rehab, if it's a one-time closed burr strategy, um, is it a new construction, you know, or is it a multifamily refinance or purchase, or is it a multifamily bridge conversion repurposing into a 30-year fix on the multifamily side, being five plus units? Um, are we doing a revolving construction line of credit? For the borrower, once they build up their revenue, their their reserves, and their relationship with us. Okay, yeah, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the answer to this next question. But what's the alternative to private money? I mean, like it's not public money, but it, like it would be a traditional kind of bank institution, right? Well, there's private money, which you brought up, which is another term that's typically self-directed IRA money. I know a lot of those type of individuals that lend their self-directed IRA money out of their retirement. There's obviously hard money lenders that obviously create funds with retirement money of others and money of, the, of their own through a, maybe a line of credit. And they charge a higher accelerated, harder rate. But their strategy is very short term. They have to evaluate the deal to be able to recover the property. Because if they don't, they're not evaluating it correctly. Where private lending we evaluate the deal, but we're, we're building a relationship with that borrower. We're we're looking at strategy to grow, scale, take you to from one to two deals a year, maybe get you up to three to five deals a year, and kind of take you from what we call mini elephant or mini whale to whale or full elephant. So we try to we try to get you out of the rat race in, in a different a different pace. Yeah, it sure. comes with pricing and origination. Right, it's, and. Like, I mean, if you could just expand more upon the, those pros and cons of choosing a private money lender as opposed to a bank lender, obviously it's, yeah, it's, it's faster. It's, it's, it's like, it, it allows you to get your foot in the door, right? It's, it's sort of. Yeah. Well, now the bank lending, now that's, we're jumping now to bank lending versus private lending. Bank lending, which I came from, 
there's a lot more paperwork. It gets very heavy. It gets a little more sticky. There's more restrictions. Timing might not be there in getting timelines closed. Loan to cost on the purchase and rehab and or the, the opportunity of long-term um, lending on the back end to hold long-term for generational wealth. The, the, the local banks or community banks, they just can't provide 30-year fixed money. They, they just can't provide up to 80% loan of value on 30-year fixed money. They're restricted to five-year money, maybe 10, but there's no way they're able to provide a 30-year fixed cash out. And private lending, comparatively to bank financing, we don't have a seasoning. Once you have the property stabilized, leased up, if you have some level of experience, we'll even take a look at the market rent initially if you don't have it leased up yet. But if you turn the property around from a rehab and renovation perspective, we're not restricted to timeline in refinancing that property. So we don't have a seasoning period whatsoever. And in private lending, and I'm going to compare a couple things here at the same time, from a rehab perspective, meaning a bridge, rehab, bird strategy, or renovation, we're doing our turn times are under 15 days in renovation loans. So we're, we're equivalent in speed and expediting as a hard money lender, but we're, we're our origination, I'll go over that real quick, can range depending on your experience and credit. We can go up to 90% loan to cost on purchase and 100% on the rehab and up to 75% on after repair value. And our rates go as low as 6.99 and with an origination of one point. Now, again, you have to fit a certain complexion for that, but it's the opportunities are there. We even have opportunities in the 30-year fixed range in the LLC that go as low as three and a quarter on a 30-year fix. Now, again, there's certain conditions with that, but we our par rate for that program, meaning that we look at your tax returns and W-2s, starts at three and a quarter. If you, we don't look at your tax returns or your W-2s, and we just look at to make sure that the returns are filed, but we're really looking at the asset, we're starting at 4%. No, maybe even less. We can get into the high threes. But again, a bank can't do that because they're they're given a certain pricing. We where private lenders have a lot of flexibility depending on the borrower. You know, so the the borrower's immediate twenty four month to thirty six month experience, credit score, uh, profitable deals they've done, profitable deals they have currently in their portfolio, all derive better pricing in their favor. So we're going to try to make it work as we grow with them in the private lending space comparatively to the banks. Cause then, you know, once you close a deal and you go back to them, they almost forget who you were. You might even get reassigned to another LO, which now you got to start really from ground zero. So here in a private lending space, we, we are, we're building relationships and strategy to really take a borrower to the next level in their, in their real estate environment. Yeah, and and how about the the kind of loan application and, and loan review and approval process comparing comparing both? I mean, you mentioned there's a lot more paperwork on the traditional bank side of things. Um, and obviously, you know, red red <laughs> red tape and paperwork is always going to be a thing. But how about like like what is the rigorousness of the of the loan review? Like, um, you know, how much due diligence is there com- in, in both scenarios? We're going to look at corporate documents. Obviously, your operating agreement. Make sure it's signed and executed your articles of formation, your letter of good standing, and your EIN letter. So that's what the corporate docs we need on, on the property, the LLC that's, that's assigned to that L, that property, the subject property. If, it, if it's a rental, we want to see the leases. Um, mm-hmm. 
if there's insurance, I want to see the, the homeowner's insurance declaration page. Um, I want to see a payoff letter if it's a refinance. Uh, if it's a purchase, we're going to need an executed purchase sales agreement. We're going to need to see bank statements, whether it's a retirement account and or savings account, which show me the money. You know, I need to see two months of bank statements. Uh, that's about it. Now, again, if it's a, a bridge loan, I'm going to need a construction estimate with a draw schedule, which we provide you a, a spreadsheet to use. We're going to see this, need to see that construction budget, the draw schedule. We're going to take a, a, a small BPL look at the after repair value, mini appraisal, which is not a full appraisal. Um, so we're going to look at your experience on that as well. But, you know, we can go as low in the credit score, probably 660, you know, mm -hmm. but again, the complexion of that loan scenario is going to change based on credit score. Now, again, if you have a lot of experience, but your credit score is a little hit up because of just doing some stuff in your personal name, you didn't realize there was a lot of opportunities to do loans in the LLC. We can, we can get past that because we have flexibility. It's our money. It's, I mean, Blackstone, it's kind of, we don't have any caps. We don't have, we don't have any limits like a bank would. Like if you go to a bank, you're probably capped at two, three or 4 million. They can't do any more business with you. You know, because they don't want to take your, you become a higher risk to them if your dominoes fall, God forbid. So private lenders, so like I said, you know, you know, from Blackstone perspective, I have not seen a limit not met yet. I've seen 40, 50, 60 million dollar transactions close, you know, in the month individually. Uh, most of the loan officers here are doing anywhere, originating, closing anywhere between 80 and 100 million a year. So, you know, we're looking for high volume. We're looking to get deals in and out, cleared and closed. The only hiccups that there are in certain situations when an appraisal is needed, there might be a slight hiccup because the appraisal industry has taken a massive hit because of the volume last year. But I think that's uh, slowing down quite a bit. Uh, word has a lot of appraisers are doing more bank REO appraisals than actually first-time home buyer uh, appraisals right now. So uh, that's actually a sign for the market correction to come. Okay, okay great. And yeah, hopefully if we get through this uh, next section of questions, we can talk a little bit more about, like you said, you were going to touch on some industry trends and kind of you know larger uh, perspectives that you have on the lending industry like uh, on this scale. So uh, maybe if we have time at the end, we can get to that. Um, but uh, the next kind of topic I want to cover is the types of loans. Um, you know, we can specifically talk about what lending one offers. Um, but you know, people hear rental loans, fix and flip loans, or buy and hold, buy and sell, or you know, thirty-year mortgages. There, there's all sorts of um, you know classifications of loans that people have to choose from. Um, what does lending one offer, and, and what can people kind of expect to be shopping for? Fantastic question. Rental loans, meaning whether it's a refinance or purchase. Now. If it's a refinance, our minimum loan size is 75 grand, so we can't really go below that. Uh, if it's a purchase, again, minimum loan size is $75,000. So, you know, minimum value has to be 100, 110 on the, on the front end. Uh, fix and flip loans, you know, they're they're getting a little slower right now because, I mean, again, it's a, it's a correction timing, but we still do them quite often and we evaluate all the time. I'm seeing more of that in the southwest market of the country, more to the northeast. Uh, portfolio rental loans. Uh, that means we are portfolioing your loan. It's you know it's a it's a loan that never will sell. It's it's managed by our hedge fund, uh, Blackstone. So um, pricing is very competitive. You know we can get we can get very creative depending on the size of your portfolio. 
multifamily bridge loans, meaning, you know, say we want to convert a warehouse into apartment complex. We like that. We want to see some experience, but we like those type of deals, conversion, repurposing of commercial buildings into multifamily residential. We'll even allow a blend up to 30% of mixed use into the building on those. New construction loans. We like new construction. We feel new construction build the rent is going to be a hot, hot item in the new year uh, going into uh, mid-year. So we, we actually have a product where we can refinance you out of the new construction into a stabilized loan up to 75% loan of value. We could either do that non-recourse or recourse, meaning the responsibility of the property um, goes back toward the asset on the non-recourse side. Minimum size loan on the non-recourse, I make it very clear, is $1 million and above and or 10 properties. But in the Philadelphia market, that's not too complicated. I'm doing several of them right now. People appreciate that. The only difference between non-recourse and recourse on the lending option side, the uh, non-recourse is an arm option, meaning there's a 5, 7, or 10-1 arm option with a 30-year amortization. On the recourse side, it's a full 30-year fixed. We have blanket loan programs, which we can blanket multiple properties. Keep in mind, there is a prepayment on all these commercial loans. So if you want to sell one of these properties off, you will get hit with a prepayment penalty. First five years, five, four, three, two, one. But it's an excellent way to save on uh, processing and underwriting charges per property where you can do one loan and get one charge. Mm -hmm. uh, we do five plus unit multifamily acquisition or refinance up to 75% loan of value, up to 40 doors. So, you know, we're competitive with the multifamily space in Philadelphia. Most most size you know, multifamilies anywhere between five and 20, but we've been getting very competitive with that. 30-year uh, fixed, there's not a lot of people offering that right now. Probably none in this market. And we have the ultimate debt service bank statement loan, obviously the no doc. I mean, we do want to see tax returns filed. I don't care what they see, what, what's on them because I'm really looking at the asset. I just want to make sure you're not in tax fraud uh, or you're avoiding taxes. I want to make sure they're filed. But we have obviously debt service coverage ratio and bank statement. That's a kind of, and we do have a revolving construction line of credit program. So say you show me 100000 in reserves, liquid assets, I could create a line based on acquisition of birth strategy type of environment up to a million. So you could do multiple deals at the same time. Say you identify a bunch of properties on one block and you want to try to take them all down. I'll get a little aggressive there and you know, be able to do multiple transactions at the same time with a more of an experienced operator. You know, this is not to the newbie, the revolving construction. So the people that are new here that don't have a deal under their belt, I'm not going to even have that discussion with somebody like that because they're not experienced enough or have no experience. What I would say is find yourself what I call as the gray hair person, meaning the individual that has the experience, has the resume, you know, to get to assist in the partnership to get that that really aggressive pricing that private lending is providing right now. If you're just tuning in, this is a conversation with Joseph Scaris, a mortgage industry professional with Lending One, about the loan programs and options available to aspiring developers seeking to rehab properties. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. I hope you're enjoying the discussion. Okay, great. And, and I think you got through all those, but I, I, I want to go back and talk about 
a couple of them that I think are, are particularly re- relevant to jump starters. Um, you know, like Jumpstarter's mission is to, to remove light from the community and, and typically like acquire a blighted property and, and put a certain amount of construction into it and then, you know, sell or rent it. It seems like a few of those, those loans you mentioned, um, you know, have a, a construction or a rehab aspect of it. Um, I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, like for, for your fix and flip loans or your fix to rent loans or, or maybe even one of the multifamily or new construction. I guess new construction doesn't have much flight removal. <laughs> um, but, but what, what does the deal typically look like? Um, you know, what sort, like, like when, when people are, I don't know if you have a loan application process or. I think I know where you're going to go with this. So let's say hypothetically the acquisition is a hundred thousand dollars, the purchase price mm-hmm. for a newer individual. I'm going to be very cautious, not seeing, I don't want to see repairs above 50%. That means 50,000 repairs. Because the less experience you have, the more risk that you're going to fail. I mean, it's just, it's a natural thing that's happening because supply chain issues, labor issues. I mean, GCs are coming and going. Everybody's a GC now, raise your hand type of thing. Uh, you have material cost shifts, material cost shifts. I mean, you've got a lot of problems here. So for the newer in- individual, there's a higher risk. So I, I'm not saying find something where you're going to throw a lipstick on a pig. But I'd definitely be careful. I'd probably stay somewhere between 35% to 50% repairs percentage to the purchase price. I safe to say nobody really tells you that, Derek, but I'm telling you as a strategist to, to move you're gonna get stuck in your deal and you're not gonna be able to get to the next deal because you're overwhelmed with the project. It sounds good, looks good, but it, it doesn't get to completion. There's not a person on here that has not does not know somebody or one person away that the, the GC disappeared on them and they had to get a whole new GC. The cost doubled up, material cost changed, the bid wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. Keep your repair costs under fifty percent of any of your acquisitions, and any private lender will feel more comfortable in funding your deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. and- yeah, and specifically, I guess, if for people who lack, you know, significant capital to kind of get started or, or you know, acquire that first property, a lender like like yourself or, or any, you know, private hard money lender is able to adjust that loan to cost ratio, right? And and kind of provide more 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 of the, the money that people need up front to, to boost a project, right? We could. And I, I also have a program with business lines of credit up to a half a million dollars. Uh, it's definitely credit oriented initially. If you want to, like, say you want to grab a hundred grand in a, a, an equity line, like a business line of credit, to put it into your account to show liquid assets, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be focused on your credit. So I would say, you know, better the credit, the better chances of getting those business lines. I would say seven hundred a score and above is very compelling mm-hmm. um, to get those credit lines set up. Uh, I give you a great example. My wife owns a, a wellness center and a school for massage therapy. Mm-hmm. And she needed $150,000 to grow her business out. I was able to qualify her and have her that money within 30 days mm-hmm. in her account. She was liquid. Mm-hmm. And she was able to you know, double up the size of her wellness uh, uh, company, her massage therapy school. And it was, uh, it's been great ever since. And that paid itself back. But those lines are still available once you pay those back. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like you use those lines and you never pay those lines back. Those are yours permanently. So if we can get you qualified for that first, that's a great start. Okay, great. Well, I think that was a great overview of the different loans that Lending One offers. Um, 
you know, unless there's any other specific information you want to tell me about any of those, um, you know, I'd love to, to hear, pick your brain a little bit, I guess, about what, what's going on in, in development in, in Philadelphia right now, if you can, and you know, like as a lender seeing deals, what, you know, what's going on? Well, you know, I, I've been to, I know you, we talked, you know, briefly over the, the other day and you know, I've been traveling the last three months, you know, to various lending events and meeting with very smart, very intelligent in, individuals in the industry. And I really appreciated their time that they brought to these events that I, I, I was lucky enough to attend. And there's, there was a general consensus, you know, private lending plans on putting over $4 trillion to work for investors in 2022. I mean, all the different programs I discussed and lending one is committed through Blackstone Capital put out $3 billion worth of money. So we're very aggressive. We want transactions. We want to close them. We want to close them in a timely manner. And I think every private lender out there wants to do the same thing. It's a matter who's going to have the right staffing and who's going to be able to get back to you in communication to get your deals done. It's going to be all about communication. I think people are not overly concerned with pricing as much as they're going to be with communication with their, their direct contact at the lending source. And that's anywhere, you know, time kills deals. So getting back to the customer today is more important than ever. And I don't think everybody has that. I hate to say a talent, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a, it's a hidden talent. You, you have to have a thousand failures before you have a thousand successes to understand this. And, um, the, the industry from the perspective where they're trying to hire, they're trying to pluck professionals like myself out of the the residential commercial space dedicate totally to this private lending space because this is going to be where investment financing is in the, over the next five years. You're not going to be able to have this available funds like a local bank or local regional bank where they're just not going to be able to, to facilitate the pricing that's going out there. I mean, who's giving three and a quarter on a 30-year fix in the LLC? I mean, there's nobody in the industry doing that. When the Fed announced that they were raising their, their rates three times next year, Lending one and a couple other lenders that are out there that are near competition to us dropped their rates by a half a point the same day. The same day. So they wow. dropped their rate and the Fed increased their rates for the Fannie and Freddie lenders. It's going to get really to these local banks are just not going to be able to facilitate. And then a lot of these brokerage companies that broker loans through direct lenders, they're charging extra fees to the origination to the borrowers right now. They're taking, I mean, you know, when I'm offering one to one and a half on origination on a rehab loan or a construction loan or a, re- a, a rental refinance or purchase, when most lenders out there that I'm running into are charging two, three points, you know, right off the bat, we're cheaper without even having a further conversation. Mm-hmm. That's some of my thoughts on the industry and what I've been seeing over the last three months leading into this this meeting today. Yeah. I mean, well, one thing you said particularly ran true or rang true in, in my experience with just the speed at which you need to, you know, have a lender respond and, and your title company get you all the information you need in the, in the specific time. It's like, it's not only is there a time crunch in general for it being a, you know, a, a potential investment, but the real estate market right now, it's like, you know, people are just jumping at the bit to, to buy property. So, you know, when, when new developers, um, like many of those on our call, you know, come with, uh, you know, not so, not so secure money or, or pre-approval letters, you know, they don't get taken as, as uh, seriously as, as cash offers, right? Yeah. And, and that's why what I've done, 
now is I've committed to the second Monday evening of the month holding an event actually at Philly Office Retail, mm-hmm. you know, 6.30 in the evening mm-hmm. um, at the office on, on second Mondays and second Saturdays I'll be there as well for more of a mastermind event from 10 to 12, second Saturday every month. We start in January this month. We're pretty excited about it. We're committing to six months. The next six months are really hitting some really great education and we'll figure out the next six months. But we're committed to work with Jumpstart and, and work with Philly Office Retail to provide that consistent drip of education that's so needed because you know people want me to mentor them. I don't have time to mentor during the day. I'm putting loans together. So mm-hmm. I've allocated proper time such as this to give back and hopefully provide the breadcrumb they need put together that sandwich of opportunity. So, so let me ask you this now, how do, you know, if somebody in this call, you know, hears, heard some of the numbers that you presented on one of those loans and, and thinks that they have a, a project that, that, you know, fits the, fits the mold, uh, where can they go to, to, you know, either submit a loan application or, or talk with somebody at lending one to, to discuss the deal? Um, basically, I mean, you can email me or contact me. I'll take a really quick mini app. I don't run credit. So I run the scenario for them. I literally send them the link application, same minute. I send them the checklist right after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I sent them the estimated terms. We don't, well, I'm not playing around. Like I'm putting it right in front of them. Take it or leave it. Let's go. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm offering, you know, the turnaround of estimated terms along with a potential buy down spreadsheet where you could even buy the rate down more and the application and the checklist all within about five minutes. And I'm not even running your credit. Mm-hmm. Yet, mm-hmm. that's speed. That's expediting alone. Uh, and we have a great, I could actually, anybody here would like to reach out to me. I will customize a portal and set up a portal for everyone on this call, including you, Derek. I'll set up a portal where you could run your scenarios where there's no obligation to run your credit and, we'll, and it will provide pricing on every different scenario. And if it doesn't, I'm your point of contact at that point, And I will walk you through to make sure you're getting some form of terms and why you're not getting terms. Okay. So I offer a direct portal to anyone on here. It takes about three minutes to set up. I just need their name, full name, their email and their phone number. And I can set them up in two minutes. And then I could set up a portal. They get a link, set up a password. And now they have full access to bridge financing, rental financing, purchase financing, pricing, the whole pricing engine customized for that. Great. Awesome. Well, I, I put your email in the chat, so hopefully you'll, you'll be start to get some uh, notifications from Jumpstarters. Yep. Uh, but, and, I call every, and I call every individual that does do that. So anybody that does email me, you do get a phone call from me, and I set it up for you personally over the phone. Okay. Great. Awesome. Um, so I, I do want to move to our Q&A. Um, we're, we're a little ahead of schedule here, but that's totally all right. And hopefully some more uh, questions will get inputted as I uh, get going here. But uh, Joe, if it's all right with you, I'm just going to start reading these off to you and you can answer. Uh, sure. uh, the first one comes from Teresa and she was wondering, is private lending more new business friendly versus a bank loan that requires two years of business and credit history? So if, it sounds like Teresa has a new business or, or and, you know, wants to look yeah, at finance. I'm not concerned about the history of your LLC. I'm concerned. I'm looking at your credit score, your immediate history of, of what you're doing in the real estate business, the corporate bail and the deal whether it's a refinance, purchase, rehab, new construction, I'm not getting caught up such as a bank with the, the corporate history. Now, if the LLC was created yesterday, we're using it gotcha. on that subject property. Okay. 
Great. And, and I'm sure in, in real estate, that's particularly common where people will just make an LLC for every property, right? Yeah. Well, right now, uh, Pennsylvania is two months behind, so be very careful in forming LLCs right now in Pennsylvania. They're backlogged. Keep that okay. in mind. I did not know that. that that's good yeah. to know. So, that's I, good. I, I work with a registered agent who's very good at what he does, and he's actually presented at the events I hold at Jumpstart mm -hmm. at uh, Philly Office Retail, and um, he he's backed up right now. Great. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, the next question here comes from Sterling, and they were wondering, so where do the newbies go if they have excellent credit, 100K plus in liquid capital, and an experienced general contractor on staff? Um, looks like maybe they were wondering about, like you had the, the line of credit option where you were saying, uh, I, I wouldn't even have that conversation unless they were experienced. Well, you know, listen, let's get a deal done. You know, it all sounds nice. You know, it sounds like you, you have liquidity, you have the credit, you have the corporate veil, you have your power team in place. Let's put a portal together. And let's run through the system. Let's get you matured into being an experienced real estate professional. It's not that hard. You just need a one or two profitable deals. And then you're on your way to having a lot of opportunities open up for you. Okay. Great. Uh, the next question comes from Keith and he was wondering, when do you need a guarantor and when do you not? Good question. So anybody over 10% ownership of the LLC, not that they'd be a guarantor, but I need to know who they are. Okay, that's first thing. Two, in a non-recourse lending space, the, the loan size has to be $1 million and or 10 properties. You still have to have a 680 credit score better. And you, there's certain things that, that, are, that are verified, meaning a bad boy clause, making sure you've never committed fraud, you don't have a criminal background. They do a criminal background check because they, 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 they're, they're lending money to an, an entity with no responsibility to a personal guarantor. So if there's a credit issue, let's fix it. Let's find out why we have a credit issue. If there's a liquidity issue, how do we get your credit to where we need it to to get you that those business lines of credit? And I surround myself with very smart credit specialists and repair specialists to accomplish that over and over again. And I, you know, again, there's nobody that shouldn't have the opportunity to become a real estate investor. It's just a matter of how we twist it or mold that clay, really to make it shape into a statue. Okay. Uh, next question comes from Tiana and I can probably answer the first part. She said, I'm on the wait list for Jumpstart. Is there a way to get started with private lending outside of Jumpstart and what is the process? Well, first, you don't need to be a graduate of the Jumpstart training program. So if you're on the wait list, you can certainly apply for our, our loan program. Um, you just you know follow the process just like everybody else. <clears throat> you just won't receive the, the half point discount rate uh, for Jumpstart graduates. So I think it's 7.35 right now. Um, but, and then your next question was, where can I receive private lending outside of Jumpstart and what is that process? And I suggest you go to Joe, right? <laughs> uh, our guest. So first you start off by sending your, your full name, your email and your phone number. I set up a portal for you and I get a customized feel of what you're trying to do. And when a scenario doesn't come back with results, when you run through the portal, I'm still at your point of contact. Mm -hmm. I can still find you at proper options. Say it doesn't meet Jumpstart's appetite. Maybe it's outside their, their landscape or where they want to fund. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where somebody like myself could facilitate and be, you know, a, a liaison to the finish line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a great point, Joe. There's some deals that, you know, might just might not work for us, but it'll certainly work with, with yeah. um, you know. The, I, have run in, I have run into Jumpstart numbers mm -hmm. several times. 
And there's different reasons why they go with you guys. And there's reasons why they don't go with you and they come with me. I mean, and that's fine. I, I know Ken very well. I have a lot of respect for the man. He's done wonderful renaissance wherever he's touched, you know, his commercial presence. So, you know, uh, I know, I know how to properly entertain those, those calls when they're trying to shop me against or for you right. know, other term sheets. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, our, our next question here comes from Maricelli, I believe is how you say it. Um, and she said, in regards to the business uh, line of credit, you stated that the credit score you look for is 700. What else do you look I'd at? like to be there. I mean, I'd like to see how big, how much debt you have. You know, we definitely will look at that. You know, maybe we can't get you 100 grand or 150 grand. Maybe we get you 50 grand. I mean, listen, my wife had very low debt at an 800 credit score. It wasn't really hard to get her 150,000 pretty quick. So it's all going to be case by case. You're in, you you have a uh, a conference call with my underwriters that handle that business line of credit environment. They come back very quickly with decision-making and direction and opportunities. Okay, great. Um, the next question comes from Tracy and she just asked you to repeat when and where is your second Saturday event. Uh, is there a way, is there somewhere online that this is posted? Yeah. That people Real estate, uh, I'll tell you exactly where it is. It's really easy. It's at Philly Office Retail on the first floor. So uh, the, the uh, I'll just go over it real quick. So this Saturday on the 8th, we actually have a feller, fellow Jumpstart individual that's coming there to speak, Janice Benstock. He's going to be talking about getting your real estate license and being a real estate investor. Uh, that's at 10 a.m. And then that Monday night, which is the second Monday, okay, is um, going to be um, 6.30 at Philly Office Retail, first floor. Uh, the registrations, everything, it's on Eventbrite, it's on Meetup, it's on Facebook, it's on LinkedIn, Real Estate Niches Investors Club. And uh, like I said, we have some really, we have six months of already pre-signed uh, up subjects. We're, every Monday, second Monday of the month, J January through June, Every second month, Saturday of the month, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., we have subjects for the next six months scheduled. We'll take off July. We'll be back in August and go right to December again. We're committed to provide education, networking, and creating opportunities. And, and what was really nice, Ken reached out to me and said, hey, when are you coming back? I'm like, oh, your construction's done. I was all excited because we were out in Delaware County, and now I'm back in Philly, so I'm excited about it. Awesome. Well, Joe, when when if you're able to, uh, while we're chatting here, just shoot me over the link to the event page, and I can put it in the chat. Or if you want to put it in the chat, that works too. You know what? I'll let me see if I can get that. Well, I just want to make sure I didn't. Uh, I, I googled it, but I didn't want to get the wrong one. Uh, let me see here. Let me see. Um, let's see if I can get that. Um, if you go into Eventbrite, if I can get there. Okay, hold on one second. You're good. Trying to move as quick as I can. <laughs> That's all right. No worries. We're good on time, like I said. Uh, all right. So, if you go to Real Estate Investors, Real Estate Niches Investors Club on Eventbrite Perfect. or Meetup. Okay. Gotcha. I found the one here. Either one. Cool. I will drop that link. You found it? Yep. You yep. found it? Okay. And yeah, it's a Saturday, this Saturday, because it's the eighth, it's the second Saturday. And then the, this following Monday, second Monday, all the events are there, all the subjects are there. Uh, I'm really excited about giving back and providing 
you know, that's going to be our mentor mentoring portal. I mean, I can't, I just don't have the time to facilitate mentoring throughout the day. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm on clubhouse as well. So I have a Saturday, Sunday uh, hour on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings as well. So it's a lot of giving back in, the, in that way on those, those selected times. Cool. All right, great. Um, next question we have here is from Brenda, and she was wondering, and I'm not sure if you can speak to this or not, but what are the differences between lending one and Spring Garden lending in terms of financing? Um, great question. I almost worked for the company actually that lends money to Spring Garden lending, and I I turned it down because there was a non non compete, so it wasn't really. If I'm going to be the Philly guy, I I'd rather work for the company that I can, I don't need a non compete, not compete with Spring Garden because. That company, which I can't, I won't name, I signed off on documentation, lends money on behalf to Spring Garden. So Spring Garden is technically a broker. Right. Um, you know, they broker their money. I mean, so the difference between me and Spring Garden lending is origination is lower, pricing is lower, much lower. Um, and hopefully you get the same or as better customer service closing your loans in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference right up front that I can tell you for a fact. Okay. Awesome. The next question here comes from Doug and he was wondering, are these loan products presented as all cash offers on opportunities, even though it is being financed? How do we obtain a proof of funds letter for these products? Well, any realtor that's in the business right now will not do a cash offer if you're using private financing. If I provide you a letter of interest uh, on this, uh, like a, uh, a pre-approval letter, that's not a cash purchase. Mm-hmm. So I don't give you fake proof of funds letters. Mm-hmm. So I have no plans of doing that. I plan on only providing, you know, pre-approval letters for qualified borrowers. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean, even though it, you know people might think of it as all cash, it's it's not going to. Be- okay. No, because it, it, I've seen deals blow up because individuals thought, hey, I can make a cash offer and then sneak in a private loan, mm-hmm. and the selling agent and the seller they can cancel that application and take your deposit money very quickly. Uh, it happens all the time. Because there's these workshops out there telling you to do that. And then they turn around. They're not there when you're making these offers. And now you're losing your deposit money. Now the money that you paid for that workshop was worth less than what you, because you also lost your deposit money on the deal that told you to do that. So, yeah, I wouldn't suggest doing that at all. Okay. Great. And our uh, one, one of our last couple questions here comes from Courtney. And she was wondering, does the actual person... And this seems like a general question, but does the actual person need to own the LLC or can the LLC be owned by a trust? Um, and I guess that's to use uh, their LLC for your... Well, your- I, so who's the trustee of the trust? The same person that owns the LLC? That's the question of the day. So, you know, we could use a revocable trust. We can't use a non-revocable trust. Mm-hmm. So if it's a revocable trust, I'm going to look at the trustee. I'm going to look at the beneficiaries of that trust and see how that, that lines up how the flow chart looks. So have I looked at that before and done loans in that scenario? Since I'm already talking about it, I would say yes. Okay. So am I friendly to it? To a point, depending on what what, what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, you're, you're somebody is signing as a guarantor. So there's no way avoiding that. So again, if that's what you're trying to avoid, I'm not your guy and that's okay. I don't, I, I'm not looking to do every deal. Gotcha. Um, and our last question for tonight comes from Trina, and she was wondering, I want to start a line of credit to purchase a property. What documents do you need to get started with the process? Okay, so a line of credit being a revolving construction line of credit or a business line of credit. There's two different things, and, and they require two different types of experiences. One is more credit related, which is the business line of credit. 
And that gets you liquidity to put forward equity toward the deal when you're using private lending. And private lending, we need to see deals done. So if you don't have any experience, you don't have any deals done, it's going to be very hard to get a, a, an established revolving construction line of credit right off the bat. Let's get a deal done. Let's get a second deal done. Let's show some profitability. Let's show some experience. Let me get comfortable with you. Issuing a, a revolving construction line of credit takes 48 hours, right? It's not very complicated at all. Great. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that's, uh, I see a couple of people have their hands raised. Um, if they could type their questions in the chat, that'd be great. Um, just so we can do them all from one place. Um, but yeah, I think that, that unless they don't type any questions that wraps up our, our session for tonight. Uh, Joe, I just want to thank you again so much for, for dedicating your time here tonight. I thought it was a great discussion and, and covered a lot of good topics. Derek, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and your professionalism. Just remember again, anybody that wants to give me their name, full name, their email and phone number, I can set up a portal for them immediately. And and then anybody wants to come either this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., we have Janice Benstock. And then Monday night, I'll be presenting on private lending and breaking down the checklists and requirements to be in the private lending environment as a professional real estate investor. And that concludes my conversation with Joseph Scarice, a mortgage industry professional with Lending One about the loan programs and options available to aspiring developers seeking to rehab properties. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, which takes place via Zoom webinar on Monday nights at 7 p.m. And if you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guests, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jumpinar. And if you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, visit gojumpstart.org and see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thank you so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM, and be sure to tune in next week.